Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson. In this episode, my co-host, Sean Strauss, and I are pleased to be joined by James Clark, owner of Valhalla Combat Sports in Fridley. James has competed in various martial arts over the years. He has fought in 12 amateur MMA fights. He had one Muay Thai kickboxing fight, has had 70 Brazilian jiu-jitsu matches, 100 judo fights, and over 800 wrestling matches. James's father, Irish Johnny Clark, was a boxer out of Chicago who had 100 boxing matches in his career. James grew up in his father's boxing gym and has been around boxing his whole life. I hope you enjoy the interview. Well, James Clark, thank you for joining us on the podcast. It's uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Phil. Pleasure to have you, and uh, I think I'll just hand over the the microphone to uh, my partner Sean Strauss, and uh, maybe he can get the ball rolling. Well, yeah, thanks for joining us, James. Um, big big weekend for uh, Minnesota boxing. We've got the new ABC Boxing, you know, the company that you guys just started. Um, That's right. As an alternative to USA Boxing, and you guys have your first boxing show at Valhalla Combat in Fridley um, this coming Saturday from twelve to two. So exciting, right. exciting stuff, and we're we're anxious to talk to you about it. Um, how's the journey been, my friend? Uh, you you started that company and got it going like it seems like in lightning speed. Yeah, I studied. Uh, uh, what USA Boxing does. I'm doing things a little bit differently than, than they do, but I study what, like, you know, the insurance policy that they have and um, uh, what it, you know, what it takes in order to um, have boxing shows. So I, I studied it and uh, um, I think my shows are going to be a little more friendly, you know, towards, uh, you know, MMA fighters and Muay Thai fighters that have a hard time that have had a hard time getting into like USA boxing shows. So I think my shows will cater more to that crowd, but it'll still be boxing. Um, it's kind of funny. I've had guys, you know, from the MMA world or the Muay Thai world say, Hey, do I have to go get shoes? <laughs> you know, Cause the MMA fighters would go barefoot. And I said, yeah, you need, you need shoes, but um, yeah, so guys are buying boxing shoes or wrestling shoes to to box. So it's uh, that's been it's been interesting so far. Yeah, that is different. I know when I'm there, you know, working out in the gym, it's been a big difference for me because it will just wear the socks, you know, or or whatever on the mat in the ring. Um, but yeah, uh, so other than the difference of the shoes and the the fact that the ring is on mats, like on the floor. It's not a raised ring for those who haven't been to Valhalla. Sure. Um, you know, it's Valhalla is down in the basement in uh, Moon Plaza, I believe. Correct? That's correct. And, um, you know, if you just want to quickly, you know, highlight some of the differences, you know, you said you studied USA Boxing and what they're doing and you guys have made some, some, some changes. I know you and I have discussed them. Um, it's pretty, pretty interesting. I think, that for, you know, local fans they're, uh, that are used to going to Golden Gloves shows, um, you know, like you said, this is going to be more friendly for maybe the MMA guys, but uh, what exactly is going to be different? 
for sure. Um, I've had my uh, USA boxing license for uh, several years. My my son has had 12, uh, 12 amateur boxing matches. Uh, so I've had, I've had a license uh, in that to corner him. And then I've also, we have had some other fighters out of our gym, like uh, Thomas O'Connor's had a couple boxing matches and a couple of our MMA fighters have crossed over and done some boxing. So I've had my, I've had my, uh, my USA boxing license, but for some reason, uh, uh, from doing my like Brazilian jiu-jitsu shows and doing my, my kickboxing events, like the current president for USA Boxing wrote me a letter and says that um, because I do these shows that he's uh, revoked my USA Boxing license for a year. And then he's, he did that to two of the fighters on my show. My son, Josh Clark, lost his license. And then uh, Jeremiah Harper also lost his license because he competed on our shows. Like I've told uh, like um, uh, Cindy Schumacher and, and then the president, I even rolled with them to shows. I told them that, that I'm an MMA gym. So I do other things. We do, you know, Muay Thai, we do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but for some reason they, um, they didn't like what I was doing and they suspended me. So um, we need boxing in order to, in order to be good at MMA, you, we need boxing. We need Muay Thai. We need wrestling. We need Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Like Sean, you've been down in our gym. We have guys that are doing Jiu Jitsu down there, guys that are doing some wrestling down there. So these are sports that we need. So what we need boxing. Uh, so uh, since I was suspended and I thought it was unfair, I looked, I looked into starting my own, my own organization and, uh, so to answer your question, here are some of the differences that I'm going to do. Um, <clears throat> and I've studied this too from, uh, I think the headgear uh, creates more problems than it solves. It's like having a blinders on of a horse. Uh, they can't, you can't see to the sides with those on. I remember when my son would, my son would box, I would have him fight specific to score with a, his opponent wearing a headgear. I have him throw more hooks. I'd have him throw more overhands because it's hard to see things coming from the side with that on it. The headgear sticks out, you know, a couple inches, so it's harder to see. So he would score a lot with overhand rights and hooks. I think boxers actually get hit more with it on than they do with it out without it on. And then uh, I'm convinced that the reason that USA Boxing uh, – has it mandatory to wear the headgears so they can charge the fighter hundred dollars? Like I order things from Pakistan for my gym. I order equipment. I can get a headgear for ten dollars, made ten dollars and shipped from Pakistan to my gym, and that headgear is the same quality as USA Boxing headgear, but they'll throw a sticker on there that says USA Boxing and they charge fighters $100 for it. So in my opinion, uh, it's a money grab. So if it's, if it's not really helping the fighters as far as safety goes, and the only reason, in my opinion, that they have is just so they can charge fighters $100. I've, if boxers want to wear them on our shows, and if they don't agree with my, my feeling on it, they're welcome to wear them. But I want to have to make sure the boxers are both wearing them or both not wearing them. 
because I think it's a it's a competitive disadvantage to have one guy wear it and the other guy not. But in my opinion, I don't think the headgear. I don't think it solves uh, concussion problems. I actually think uh, I think this is true in football. Like when when back when I used to play rugby, I'm 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 a citizen of Ireland. I've lived in I've lived in Ireland on and off throughout my life. I'm a citizen there. Rugby is a big a big deal there, and I played rugby. Uh, there is there are less concussions in rugby than there are in American football. The the helmet creates uh, it's used as a weapon. I mean they're trying to crack down on it, but the the helmet in in football has created more concussions than than you'd get from like back in the leather helmet days. Because if you have that headgear on, you're going to stick your head in there to make a tackle, and then you're getting concussions. So I think a lot of fighters. When they're wearing a headgear, they I think they take more hits. I wonder if you could just maybe back up a little bit and um, for the benefit of people who might be listening who, who don't know your story, talk about how you got involved in combat sports. And um, you said for you're sure. uh, from Ireland originally, is that right? Well, I was born here, but my grandparents are both sides are from, are from Ireland mm-hmm. and uh I, I used to compete on their uh, on their national judo team back in the 80s. So uh, the judo coach helped me become a citizen of of Ireland. Uh, I went there originally in 1985. I competed in a like an all United Kingdom tournament along with uh, uh, along with Ireland. So there was uh, you know in the tournament there was Northern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, Scotland. Uh, Wales, uh, England, they were in this tournament. So long story short, I wound up winning this tournament. And then the judo coach, uh, um, she invited me back and she was talking to me. And I say to my grandparents are from there. My dad's, my dad's family came from Tralee. It's in County Kerry. And my mom's family is up in the North from Derry. So anyway, she, uh, she invited me back to she said she could help me become a citizen. I brought the paperwork, like my birth certificate, my father's birth certificate, then my grandfather's death and birth certificate. I brought all the paperwork in. She came out and she came out in uh, she came out in 20 minutes with my passport. Uh, she went in the office and got me my passport, and uh, so I was a citizen. So I I've traveled back and forth and. Um, I've gone there and worked out at, you know, boxing gyms, MMA gyms. And, you know, I've had, you know, boxing coaches from there. I've flown them back here to, to coach at my gym. So I've had a relationship with Ireland ever since 1985. Awesome. We've got quite the international show here. We had uh, Louis de Cubas, who's originally from Cuba, on last time. And uh, now we've got a little Irish action going so that's great (laughs) say james so uh before moving away from the headgear uh really quick i i know my concern would just be about cuts um and you know possible clash of heads uh how are you prepared for that you got uh, and i mean that ties right in i guess to your other preparations you know for all the the covid and stuff i'm sure you guys have had to to have a nurse or some some sort of medical professional. I mean, that's kind of standard with all fights. You normally, when you get out of the ring, they're getting checked by a medical professional. Um, 
is anything different um, or is that just going to be standard, you know? Well, I, uh, just as they do in the pros, um, you know, the corner men put on the Vaseline, you know, they put on the Vaseline well to um, prevent cuts. I know that, um, that, uh, you know, the headgear does, you know, that's what it, it does prevent cuts. I don't think it, it prevents concussions right. as much as you'd think, but I, 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 it is true that it does prevent cuts, but you can also prevent cuts by putting, you know, Vaseline in the right spots over your eyebrows, on your nose, under your cheekbones. Um, so the Vaseline will, will make it slip. A lot of the cuts are inadvertent headbutts. You know, that's when the guys get close. And then like, sometimes when a, a guy's throwing like a left hook, for example, the elbow will come over and, and hit the eye or something hit under the eye and we'll make a cut, whatever. But, uh, and I do, uh, you know, when that happens, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. I do have medical staff there. I have literally two people that have their doctorates in medical fields. There's a, like a nurse practitioner that's there that she's a, like a, she's more than an RN, like a nurse practitioner. She works in the ER and, um, uh, you know, closes for surgeries and stuff, really high level medical person. And I have a, a doctor of a physical therapy, like to help people that have injuries like if they twist their knee, they hurt their shoulder. Um, so she has her doctorate in that physical therapist, but there has her doctorate in it. So I have a pretty good medical staff there to take care of the fighters. Awesome. So then what other precautions are, you know, do you have to go through? I know normally you just take the cash and file them in, you know, but with COVID, obviously I know there's going to be restrictions on how many people can be down there. Um, and you know, you, you got to do temperature checks. Uh, can you just tell us how, the, That's right, how yeah. that goes? Yeah. On our, on our last show. Uh, so the, the nurse practitioner, um, she, she was at the top, you know, you've seen, you know, there's the stairs leading down to the basement, but she was up at the top checking, uh, checking temperatures, uh, asking them a questionnaire that they have any like COVID symptoms. And if, uh, if they have a fever, they weren't allowed to come in. Um, if they have any of the symptoms, they weren't allowed to come in. And then we had to send 50 people away at the door that wanted to come down, but we had reached our limit. So we have a, I mean, we have an, a capacity of around 300 normally, but we're, we, uh, with between fighters and staff and everybody, we can only have 150 people down there because of COVID and we have to separate the chairs. And so there's a whole protocol that I have to go by. Okay. Um, so then for those who, you know, whether it be because of COVID or just, uh, for whatever reason, if they wanted to watch, I know, um, you know, I was talking to you and your, your son, Josh, about the fact that you guys are going to have a stream available. Now, this is not going to be a free stream, but it's not going to be a crazy expensive stream either. So it sounds like it'd be a really reasonable, affordable option. Can you just quickly talk about that? So, you know, and sure. obviously I'll be sharing it you know, uh, the, and if you guys share any more about it, I'll obviously share that as well, but you know, well, thank uh, you, that's a great option, you know, for people that can't make it down there or they live far away in the state, or maybe they're out of state or out of the country, you know, 3% of our listeners were in Ireland a while back, you know, we haven't checked our analytics uh, recently, but, um, you know, cool, cool. Um, you, do they have to go to Josh's page? Or what do they have to do to, to get that? Yeah. Screen? So they, so uh, Josh Clark, um, 
Uh, I know there are probably 10,000 Josh Clarks up on Facebook, but I think he's the only one in Fridley. Um, so that they send him a friend request, he'll get them, uh, he'll get them into the link where they could watch the, or into the page or, um, so they can watch the fight online. So they'll like Venmo him or PayPal him like $10. And then for that $10, they actually get to watch three different shows that day. So we're doing a boxing show from noon to two. We, we have, cause there are different crowds piece, uh, you know, for MMA and, you know, boxing and there are different crowds. So the, the um, from 10, excuse me, from 12 to two, there's the boxing. We'll kick everybody out like a better way to describe it. We'll kick everybody out, scrub down the chairs, Lysol everything, scrub everything down. And then uh, five o'clock, uh, we have a jiu-jitsu event where people compete in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then when that's completed, then there's a kickboxing event. So for that $10, people get to watch all three events there. They watch the boxing, then they watch the jiu-jitsu, and then they watch the kickboxing. And there's like for the kickboxing show, there's a, there are a couple people that your fans would know these two. Uh, Damian Hill, who's boxed up on ESPN and you know, Showtime. He's uh, he's fighting Angel Pacheco, who's got a very decorated amateur boxing career. He's a pro, a pro fighter now. But uh, Damian Hill versus uh, Angel Pacheco, they're fighting each other in the main event of the kickboxing show. Wow, here's a twist for you, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, so for all for ten dollars, so they they send a friend request to Josh Clark, and then they just pay the ten dollars, and then they can watch all day from noon to nine o'clock at night they can watch fighting that's a heck of a deal if your wife lets you get get away with it (laughs) (laughs) yeah talking about that you know what i i have a deal with like my wife uh, on thanksgiving uh i'm not as much of an nfl fan lately as i have been because of all the it's just not the same this year it seems but I have had a deal with my wife is that uh, she lets me watch NFL on uh, on on Thanksgiving, but I have to bring her to that Black Friday shopping you know, oh. from midnight to like three in the morning. So that, that's the quid pro quo that I deal with. <laughs> I don't know. You, you might be getting the raw end of the deal there on that one, James. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, walking around Coles is uh like swallowing piss for an eternity, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for four hours from midnight to four in the morning. It's yeah. yeah I think you're right. I get <laughs> not a great deal. Well, well, Hey James, I wonder if, would you mind talking a little bit more about the, the boxing part of the show and uh, some of the, what, what people can expect there and uh, yeah. How many fights, uh, you know, uh, oh, how many sure. rounds and all that kind of stuff, the details. I know yep. we talked a little bit about the, uh, the headgear deal, but we didn't, you know, touch on like the, you know, how long are the rounds going to be? How many rounds, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, it's going to be similar. Uh, um, it'll be three, two minute rounds. That's very similar to, uh, um, like what the, uh, what USA boxing does. They, 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 remember my son would box and they would be like three one and a half minute rounds or three two minute rounds so we'll do the same so three two minute rounds but but because i don't have 
uh, the guys wearing headgear. I had I had did make the gloves a little bit bigger than usual. Like I remember USA Boxing, if the guys were under 145 pounds, and some like also for the because we've had pro boxers out of our gym. If people were under 145 pounds, they they wore eight ounce gloves and if they were over 145 pounds they wore 10 ounce gloves but everybody on our shows are going to use i have red ones and you know blue ones so the judges can you know if they don't know who the fighters are they can you know they can just you know judge it by the uh um you know by the by the the color gloves but um they're 14 ounce gloves so it'll be three two minute rounds and the and the fighters will use 14 ounce gloves so it's a uh, um, they had a little bit more cushion, so guys, you know, won't get hurt as much if, you know, as they would wearing an eight ounce glove. So they're in a sense, they're smokers in a way. Um, I mean, I, I have, I have referees that will raise somebody's hand. Like I, I do hire the referees from that work for the, uh, for the commission and judges that work for the, for the commission. And then I'm also hiring, you know, pro boxers to also ref and judge that know what they're looking at but uh somebody's hand will be raised but it is a smoker in the sense where um where they're using 14 ounce gloves just for safety so you're uh i understand you work with uh, marty lindquist there as well i you do another, another name that people be familiar with uh what, what what does he bring to the table i've known marty probably for 30 years um he's sparred with a whole generation of fighters from my family. Like my dad, uh, uh, my dad grew up in an Irish neighborhood in Chicago and he boxed out of there. My dad had like a hundred, a uh, hundred boxing matches. And um, my dad moved to, uh, moved to Minnesota and he boxed till like he was 48, but Marty would spar with my dad. My dad had a, a boxing gym in Dayton, Minnesota. And then Marty, Marty would box with my dad and then I've sparred Marty has sparred with me um, helping me getting ready for my because I've had uh, myself I had I've had 12 MMA fights uh, um, uh, locally and you know boxing is this striking art that I would that I would work on getting prepared for my MMA fights and Marty's helped me get ready for my fights and then then he's Marty has sparred and helped coach my uh, my son Joshua, who's had uh, 12 boxing matches. Um, so I've known Marty for 30 years. Uh, he's our boxing coach too at the gym. He he does his boxing class every Friday from five o'clock till 6:30, and then uh, um, he works with guys throughout the week too, getting them prepared for fights. But yeah, I've known Marty for 30 years. There's another guy in the gym. He's uh, David Peterson, he's 14 and two as a pro. He's also one of our coaches doing some great work. That's uh, there. Ron Peterson's son, isn't it? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, uh, he's been a, a blessing. Big being in boxing family. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we have, uh, and then, uh, Thomas Jones, I don't think he will be, uh, I don't think he'll be helping so much with like the ABC, so I, I started my own company, uh, Amer um, Amateur Boxing Company, so ABC, something simple. Uh, Thomas Jones has been uh, a boxing coach uh, on and off 
in our gym for like the last 10 years. He won't be uh, helping out so much with ABC boxing because he, because uh, USA boxing has suspended people that have competed on our show. So he doesn't want to lose his license. So he won't be, he won't be helping out with the ABC, whatever, but he's been, he's been a big help in the boxing too, to our gym. I just didn't want to, uh, exclude him from the work that he's done at the gym. He won't be involved so much with ABC boxing because I don't want to be responsible for having him lose his license, but they've done that. They've, for some reason, USA boxing has, has uh, singled us out and have been suspending guys that fight on our shows. But uh, anyway, but he's, he did some great work with my son. Um, Thomas, Thomas Jones is really knows a lot about, about boxing and he's helped us out throughout the years. Well, I, I, I have a question for you, James, too, sure. about uh, just kind of, uh, you know, since you're well-versed in various martial arts, um, I'm curious what you think about, there's been talk of more crossover bouts featuring MMA MMA fighters versus boxers. We all know the, the McGregor-Mayweather fight that happened a few years ago, and even talk of a rematch there, or perhaps Manny Pacquiao um, fighting you know, Conor McGregor or something like that. What What do you think of those matchups? And uh, do you have any opinions on that? Yes, in my opinion, and I'm, uh, and, you know, I'm a Conor McGregor fan being, you know, uh, being a citizen of Ireland. I've, I've been a fan of his, but um, I also, you know, call things as I, as I see it. I, I believe that Floyd Mayweather kind of carried him in that fight. I think just, I mean, Floyd Mayweather, one of the, you know, arguably one of the best boxers of all time. Uh, you know, he, he broke a um, Rocky Marciano's record. Uh, Rocky Marciano had 49. Mm -hmm. It was 49 and 0, right? I believe. Yep. And, and Mayweather, you know, broke his record actually with, by beating Conor McGregor, you know, right. topped it off by being 50 and all. So arguably, you know, one of the best boxers of all time. Uh, I believe that he could have taken Conor McGregor out much earlier, but he's a showman, you know, uh, that's the thing about, about boxing. It's not just a sport, but it's entertainment. And I think it's more entertainment than it is, uh, you know, a fair sport. I mean, like, Conor McGregor is is a very good boxer for an MMA fighter, but he's he's an MMA fighter. Uh, his time is spent, you know, working on boxing, but he also has to work on, you know, he's worked on karate, he's worked on taekwondo, he's worked on Muay Thai, he has to work on jiu-jitsu wrestling. So every, every art becomes a little bit watered down on MMA. And so he's not the boxer that, that uh, Floyd Mayweather is. And, um, yeah. you know, Floyd Mayweather took him out in the last round. I think if he would have turned it up, he could have taken Conor McGregor out much earlier, but they wanted to make a show out of it. And, and what Conor McGregor's part of that purse was, didn't he make a hundred million dollars? So yeah, he made a lot. It's, yeah. it's crazy money. Um, yeah. uh, so, but it's, uh, MMA fighters, you know, coming over it's it, it just make you know it, it sells tickets and that's the name of that game a lot of mm -hmm. times is uh, who can sell tickets conor mcgregor does sell tickets uh, 
you know, he, he earned his hundred million in the sense that he sold that amount in, in you know, the pay-per-views. It was like $60 to watch it up online. How many people bought it? I mean, they each, they each, uh, everybody oh. made money on that. I remember I wasn't really looking forward to it. And it was hilarious. Like my entire family, I mean, members of my family that I thought never watched boxing, everyone wanted to watch it. <laughs> and I was like, really? Yeah. But that just goes to show you, you know, like you said, it's like, it sells tickets, man. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see it as a competitive. I mean, asking a guy like McGregor to fight Floyd Mayweather in his first boxing match, that's uh a ridiculous thing to ask <laughs> but like you said it made a lot of money and um you know more power to them i guess yeah it sounds like pacquiao uh fighting mcgregor would be more for charity sounds like you know oh, really donate well i think the quote was most not all most <laughs> of his purse i don't think he's i don't think he's stupid either you know yeah. he does a lot for his people and i'm sure he'll he'll donate money but he's not going to give him all of it um yeah. but yeah that should generate yeah, a lot of money the key word is proceeds. The proceeds yeah, exactly. going. A, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, ones that do uh, events that do uh, like charitable events, they go. The proceeds will go to that. But then you look, you investigate, you look into it. Like only five percent goes. I don't know. I, I know Pacquiao. He's done some. He's done some great things. I've read about. It. He's done some great things for the. Uh, the people of the the Philippine Islands. So he's, I think he, he built like a thousand houses for the poor or something. So, and, uh, uh, but yeah, he, um, when someone says that when they're donating their proceeds to something or other, you get, you look into it and sometimes it's not as much as, as they make you to believe, you know, before we let you go, James, the one thing I want to know is the what's next, right? I know you've already, you've had more people, asked to fight then you've got time for if i'm correct you know it was november i think you were looking at already having another card is that is that true right there's a show that we've done every year uh we and uh uh full disclosure here i i stole this idea from nick gamst uh, god rest his soul nick gamst was um he was an mma promoter that just passed away here a few months ago but he he ran the uh uh the brutal uh um brutal MMA here, uh, uh, locally in, the, like twin cities. Uh, and then they, they, they do shows down in Iowa. Still the guy that was one of his partners, a guy named, uh, Rick Towser, but Nick Gams did this show every year. He did the night before Thanksgiving makes sense because it, a lot of people come back, you know, like, let's say they travel or they live somewhere else, but they come back to be with family for, for Thanksgiving. And, People, most people have a four-day weekend, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day weekend. So uh, when, when they come back Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, there were, you know, people go out uh, and they're looking for something to do when they, when they come into town. So um, I do my shows there. Uh, so I've done them for the last 12 years like that. We do the night before Thanksgiving. So this year, the night before Thanksgiving is November 25th. So we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do we're going to do a boxing event, amateur boxing event, and then followed by uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh, um, kickboxing. So that'll be our next show is November 25th. Awesome. Great. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I know I told you, unfortunately, after work, I wanted to be there. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you uh, to you, James, number one, for joining us and talking to us. 
but also because, you know, you had offered me the opportunity to go there and to live stream and to help promote my own Minbox thing. And I would totally be there if I wasn't going to be working. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing highlights. And uh, I can tell you right now, I have off the night before Thanksgiving. So I know where I'll be. Uh, oh, down in the basement yeah, be watching some boxing you. in Valhalla. That would be great. Yeah. Be great to have you down there. Great. Hey, fellas, I really appreciate your time. And thanks for having me on my, uh, on, on your show. It's, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's been great to, um, uh, to, to get on here and talk some boxing with you fellas. Yeah. Well, it's been really nice chatting and, uh, good luck. We'll have you on I again, James. It. I'll see you. Right. I'll see you in the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Hey, you All guys right. take care. Have a good night. Take care. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Yeah.